Welcome to Quarter Life Archives, a podcast about the highs and the lows of going through your quarter life. We're your hosts, Noni and Karina. Welcome back to Quarter Life Archives. On this episode, we'll be talking about the different types of unhealthy relationships you can have, specifically toxic friendships and relationships. We'll be sharing our experiences going through these situations, and maybe you guys can relate to it or even find some sort of comfort and have some advice from it. So how are you doing, Nani? What's up with you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm doing well. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit busy with work, but that's all good. Um, the podcast is also some sort of off time for me because I get to talk to you and, you know, it's a nice little chill hour, I guess. How are you, Karina? I'm good. I'm, you know, still having pretty chill days here mm-hmm. in the Nederlands. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just continuing to apply to places, uh, get rejected, get further sometimes. And yeah, just waiting. Honestly, it's just a waiting game at this point and trying to find other things, other means to keep myself busy. The one thing that is keeping me busy, though, I've been lately, I've been reconnecting with a lot of old friends, which has been very nice. <laughs> Me too. Um, And I have to thank Christopher for this. If you haven't listened to that episode, it's episode four, The Friendships That Shape You. It really inspired me to reach out to a lot of my friends to really put in the effort and and keep contact with them. So thank you, Christopher. (laughs) Thank you, Chris. I mean, I honestly don't know how he does it. Um, My one of my girlfriends and I, like our group of five, we finally managed to reconnect all at the same time after three years. I mean, it is hard. <laughs> because like... of, yeah, because of his inspiration. So that was nice. So let's take a hard turn <laughs> and talk about the opposite of good friendships. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's talk about toxic <laughs> friendships. And um, maybe we should really... Like, what does toxic really mean? Because there's a lot of talk about it. And I feel like... I think... I I mean, obviously, I think everyone has their own definition of what signifies toxic to them or what just, you know, signifies a bad friendship. Mm-hmm. I think for me personally, I would think that a toxic friendship is when one person benefits over the other one. Like, if if... I don't know, if you're not getting the same amount out of the friendship... Yeah, I think when uh, when you said one person is benefiting from the friendship than the other, it could also mean that one person is, I guess, using someone for for something. I don't know. It could be. I can only think of like very <laughs> shallow things right now. Like I don't know, popularity. That was a high school thing. It's definitely not the case now. But someone who is like leeching off of uh, mm. someone else leeches. leeches yes you know using someone to get ahead Mm -hmm. um using someone yeah for their own personal gain without giving anything back i would i would put that in there as well i think for me as well especially after i moved here i just became a stronger person Mm -hmm. in the sense that i knew what i wanted out of my friendships so if if I felt like specific friendships weren't giving me what I wanted or what I needed or what I'm giving them, then, I mean, I'm not going to, like, do a clear cut or anything, but I'm just not going to put as much effort. And I think nowadays as well, it's so easy because I have so many different 
friend groups that are just spread around so the world popular this one. Oh no not like that it's more like <laughs> oh if i don't want to talk to someone it's easy <laughs> whoops sorry yeah, no i, I agree <laughs> but um i think one another tell of a friendship that i do not want to keep is also if i feel exhausted even in the thought of meeting this person. Well, that, does that mean? I mean, I think that's just human. Um, mm-hmm. I've definitely had that with you and David and a bunch of other people here because there's some days where, especially here in the Netherlands, it's raining and it's dark and you have to bike everywhere. And I'm looking out and I'm still, you know, wearing my home clothes. And I'm like, do I, do I really want to get up, get dressed and bike through the rain for this mm. especially going to like parties when it's like cold and you do you really want to sacrifice your sleep for this <laughs> no you don't <laughs> so my advice don't move to a country where you know a large portion is the weather is miserable because it'll stop you from wanting to see your friends. so karina have you ever experienced or would do you have any stories about having a uh, being in a toxic friendship i mean i wouldn't call this a toxic friendship because one person was unaware um <laughs> <laughs> but looking back i've had a very interesting um roller coaster friendship with one of my best friends now her name's leah hi leah um <laughs> yeah so we started out mu- uh, neutral because we've known each other since kindergarten and then at some point like i have a really close other best friend vanessa and at some point you know who all made of the art friends, for our uh, podcast by the way hi vanessa vanessa made the art <laughs> vanessa's amazing <laughs> anyway so at some point throughout our uh, school life leah unfortunately lost a, like a huge group of friends so she decided to befriend vanessa which is all good no problem you befriend my my friend it's no problem but then my issue was that she started like taking up a lot of Vanessa's time and it felt like every time that I reached out to Vanessa and I was like hey do you want to do something she'd be like oh no sorry I can't I'm hanging with Lays and I don't know I just I wasn't really happy with that and Mm -hmm. of course back then I was an immature kid and I didn't you know take it well even though to Leia's face I was always really friendly and Leia perceived me to be like really nice and all of that but unfortunately deep down (laughs) you hated her (laughs) my emotions were different (laughs) and the funny thing that happened was that in one of our classes we had to make this like little I don't know what to call it but like this little scrapbook to describe ourselves and me being the immature kid that I was wrote into one of the sections people I don't like (laughs) And I wrote her name. Why? <laughs> because I was so immature and petty <laughs> and dumb. And of course, afterwards, I also crossed it out because I felt really bad. I was like, no, that's terrible. But then years later, once Leia and I got really close and Leia, Vanessa and her were in my room and she found that scrapbook. No. <laughs> she read through it. And she was like, oh my God, Karina, you hated me. I thought we were friends. <laughs> <laughs> clearly she was wrong. <laughs> so clearly I am not a saint. I have made my mistakes. And the fact that I held it, like I, I didn't tell her for years, but now we just laugh about it. But yeah. 
you know, friendships start in weird ways. <laughs> what about you, Noni? Have you come across any friendships that you felt weren't healthy for yourself? I don't know if this is toxic, but it was definitely something that very much, like, I didn't like it. Um, and I, and I, it was hard for me to tell this person, like, this is not a trait that I enjoy and this is not something that I want to be around. But I had a friend in high school. I mean, she's still a really, really good friend of mine. Um, but um, she was very clingy. At times, she would be jealous if she knew that I was hanging out with other people or because we were in a group we had we were in a group of three let's say and if I were to hang out with another friend from this group without her she would be so mad and she would take that to heart so bad um and she would just alienate us I also don't want to make her feel left out but the but at the same time like it's not that I hate you that's why I'm not that I'm not hanging out with you it's just like I just can't physically be with you 24 7 you know yeah i think especially if you're a good friend you should realize that everyone needs time on their own for and sure of course, everyone has right to other friendships you know like if you feel like you have some sort of ownership over that person whether it's a friendship or a relationship mm -hmm. that is not the right mindset but she's still in yes, your life now exactly i'm still close to her for sure but it's just she changed definitely she's i think now she's someone who actually prefers solitude <laughs> so that was an easy change and i think going to university you really um because we physically aren't able to see each other so it's easier to live my life not thinking about her and her to live her life without thinking about me yeah the natural distance do you think that you would ever cut someone out of your life? Like really a clear cut? Ooh, no, I don't think so. I think that's quite harsh. I don't think I have the heart for it, honestly. Because <laughs> I feel like the only instance where I would cut someone out of my life is if this person hurt me really, really, really bad. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I haven't experienced that with any of my friends. And even if I had like a huge falling out with a friend... And this person hurt me really, really bad. I don't know if I even would like completely cut this person out because I think I would try to come to some sort of conclusion and try to find some sort of closure and try not to be on bad terms with this person, you know? Yeah. How about you? Would you ever cut someone out? Cutting someone? like sir, I mean, I would recommend it for people who really are in a situation where you feel like someone is just, yeah, just taking all of your energy or you know making you feel in a certain way that doesn't make you feel good I think you should definitely cut those type of people out because I mean you know what's the point of having someone in your life who doesn't make you feel good you know in the end friends are supposed to be there for you they're supposed to make you feel great and I think if somebody's not doing that then you know there's not really a lot of reason to keep them around that being said, I feel like right now I'm just so much more selective that I don't need to cut people out because... No, same, for sure. I, I, I'm the same exact way. Yeah, because whoever I'm close to now already has already gone through like a, a whole process. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think when you're older, you just know what you want or you know like who you relate to and who, who you have an amazing time with and everyone else, you just, you know, you don't bother creating more of a connection. So I wouldn't right now need to cut anyone out of my life, that's for sure. 
So why don't we move on to something juicier now? Let's talk about toxic relationships, honey. <laughs> yes, let's let's talk about toxic relationships. I think so this is a hard one because as you guys know, <laughs> Karina is in a loving four-year <laughs> relationship. Um and I um have been single my entire life. But that doesn't mean you haven't witnessed of course, I witnessed a shit toxicity. Ton. Yes, yes. And, you know, I think you can already witness some toxic traits of people from going through a couple of dates even. You don't need to be in a relationship to know that, oh, this person probably, you know, you should avoid. Mm. So what kind of red flags do you usually look out for when you're going on these dates? Um. Hmm. See... The thing is, I I personally don't um, look for a lot of red flags because I also don't go on, you know, first date, second date, really expecting a relationship or anything. <laughs> Realistic expectations, I like it. But I mean, even if I don't want to enter a relationship with this person, I would always avoid people who are fuckboys. <laughs> <laughs> you can say it, call them out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to say fuckboys because... I mean, there is a female equivalent to... There is. There is. Yeah. But obviously, as women who are attracted to men, we shall talk yes. about the boys. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, that's who I avoid, basically. I think... Uh, but at the same time, I think... Because if you're not in a relationship, would, would this... Would it be okay then to just, like, hang around with these particular types of men? I think it's... I think... The act, obviously, of being either sexually promiscuous or, you know, just having fun, that I have no problem with. Like, do whatever you want. It's your life. But if you're, you know, one of those people who's maybe using others or you're not really clearly, I guess, communicating what you're doing or mm -hmm. what you are, I'm against that. What you are. <laughs> what you are. <laughs> like what you said if you want to go around by all means do what you want as long as you're honest with your partner you know that you're not exclusive or anything but to the point that you are exclusive and and this guy or girl is still going around like come on i don't that's the one thing i don't understand i don't understand fuck boys or what's the girl equivalent i don't know what the girl fuck girls i really don't know what the female equivalent <laughs> is but anyway i don't understand people like that who are in relationships and they still like i mean if if you've grown from that that's different but if you're still showing the same type of personality and you're still someone who like looks for other action elsewhere why are you even in a relationship like what are Honestly. you doing what is the point? If you're not happy, like, get out of it, honestly. Like, I, I, I do not understand the perspective. Maybe it's thrill, honestly. I feel like we should have asked someone. Could just be thrill. Honestly. Yeah. I keep on saying honestly, but it's true. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, even being the side hoe as well, that's not a fun thing as well, because I, <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> and it's not fun um tell me more Nani. yes i yes. want to know about your side hole life. <laughs> i it's not as bad as it sounds at all but i was talking to this dude at that point we were talking every day and i realized that on his instagram that he his last 
photo with his girlfriend at that time was in November and I was talking to him in June so I took the benefit of the doubt thinking that oh it's been a while that he hasn't posted with his girlfriend maybe he's single um, but I did still ask just to make sure you know like are you in a relationship and his answer this oh, this this dude his answer was why does it matter <laughs> of course it's no good it's no good at all <laughs> I don't want to be stepping into this territory if you are in a relationship. And he was like, anything that has to do with me and you, as in me and him, is separate from him and anyone else, meaning his girlfriend. Anyways, um, I ended up, as much as I uh, hate myself for this, I ended up seeing him one time, even though I knew he had a girlfriend. And I had told myself, oh, it's going to be platonic. No, it was not. <laughs> let me put this in the clear i didn't do shit with him but i felt really bad after the date and i talked to him i was like yo i don't want to see you anymore because this is not right and again tried to convince me like if anyone is in the wrong it is him and not me anyways he blocked me afterwards but um we started talking again like a few months ago i was lonely Ugh, no this this is the part that really bothers me the most because first of all first of all okay this person saying that you know in the end it's only him who's in the wrong i feel like that's such a textbook thing to say to make you feel like it's all right and to convince you to yeah continue what you're doing when you personally aren't even comfortable with it and then the fact okay the fact that even after all that happened, he's managed to weasel his way in in a way that when you're lonely, you reach out to him. Like, what in the world, this know, master manipulator? That it's insane. Because in the end, he's holding all the power. Okay, he he first of all has a girlfriend who's none the wiser. Then he's telling you what's right and what's wrong. And then he's making you want to reach out to him, even though it's clear that there's no future. I know. <laughs> Please, people, don't copy him. No, but like, <laughs> even like, you know, I know that I'm in the wrong. I know this guy's a shitty person, but here I am going back to this person. Like, it's clearly, clearly the wrong move. Obviously, it's always easier to talk about this when you're not in the situation. I mean, I don't know how charming this man was. You know, I don't know how good he made you feel. It's so much easier to judge something when you're not the protagonist in the story. But one thing I want you to know, Nani, is that you should never, ever be somebody's sloppy seconds. I should never be sloppy seconds. No. Fucking main course. Excuse me. You are the fucking... You are the whole meal, okay? <laughs> and if somebody has another partner that they're already not being truthful with and seeing you on the side, why do you want that? Yeah. Don't you want to be the center of attention? I think it's so easy to go... Like, again, like, fuck boys. Like, they're known to be charming. I think it's so easy to just want to want to feel wanted and it's an mm. easy gateway to to that feeling yeah but yeah no i okay for your information for everyone's information i i, I haven't seen this man <laughs> this year <laughs> or last year good for you nanny thank you thank you thank you but like what do you really think about like cheaters would you ever date one like pr someone who has previously cheated and he is changed for example like he says he changed <sighs> <laughs> this is so difficult to answer because it's also so situational but 
you know, just like how I don't believe in, like, lifetime prison sentencing, I think everyone should be given the chance to change for the better. Um, And I would hope the same as well for cheaters. At the same time, while I have this, you know, positive thinking in the back of my mind, I don't know if I'm personally, like, it really depends on my own mental being at the time. Like, I don't know if I will be, you know, mentally strong enough to put those thoughts aside and to stop questioning the relationship. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, once you know about it, it'll come up in your head, probably, And I don't know if I'm strong enough to stop that. Yeah, I second that. (laughs) If the person has cheated on me. Okay, that's a different story. That is a different story. I'll I'll break up directly. Yeah, I think if someone were to cheat on me in a relationship, obviously context also matters. But in the end... No, in the case that someone cheats on me while I'm in the relationship... (laughs) context does not matter i mean context for me matters to understand the story to understand the story but whatever it is like in what context karina would that be okay there is no context where i would say it's okay i think anyone who cheats it's not okay if the other person is in the dark and is thinking that you are you know being loyal yeah you know, I think, you know, if, if you're someone who enjoys having multiple partners, then find someone who also enjoys having multiple partners. Yes, you know, but that's explore different. that polygamy. That's different. But if I am in a relationship and somebody cheats on me, yeah, I, I think it, it would be so hard for me to recover from that. And like, I don't think the relationship would ever be the same. So it wouldn't even be worth continuing. I think at that point, it's better to just cut it off and have a clean slate, like clean start with somebody else. Because that person already disrespected you once. They are obviously not the people to look for if you are going into a relationship. This is not husband-wife material. (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, I think we have to shed the light on another sort of toxic... I don't know about toxic, but like... I think it's toxic. I'm just going to go straight to it. Like, nice guys. Just go straight to it. (laughs) Nice guys. The nice guys that make a point to say that they're nice guys. And there is a female equivalent as well, but again, because we are women who are attracted to men and have dealt with, you know, these heterosexual things, we won't be talking about men. <laughs> <laughs> what is the what is the name for the female equivalent? I really don't I know. I mean, there is a subreddit called Nice Guys, which I love reading. Uh-huh. Um there is a female equivalent, but I forgot what the name was. Let me check. But what are the characteristics of the female equivalent? Because I'm curious now. Like, we all know the characteristic of nice guys, you know? They would come off really friendly and do everything to please a woman, you know, non-sexually, you know? And then when he makes a move on the woman, on said woman, and she's like, oh, no, like, I'm not interested in you, he will use the fact that girls don't go for nice guys they always go for fuck boys and be so salty about it where the fact is this woman this girl does not owe you anything just because you are nice to her i completely do not understand why anybody would ever think that someone owes them something you know if you're being a friendly person if you're being helpful then you should be helpful because you want to be not because you're expecting something in return and nobody ever owes you anything. If, no, you know, no means no. And it is, I think, everybody's right to reject someone that they're not attracted to. 
And I can speak from personal experience that there's certain people who just don't know how to let go. And a lot of my actual guy friends have helped me get through this and realize that, Karina, you need to be more stern because some of these people will not get it through their heads that you're not interested, that you don't want anything from them. And they're going to keep pestering you and keep bothering you unless you're stern. And some of them, even when you're stern, you have to block them afterwards. And it's happened to me multiple times. Maybe we should talk more about now um, when you are in a, in a relationship, what kind of things you experience in that relationship that, that may tell that you are in a toxic relationship. First and foremost, I think that the most obvious sign that you are in a toxic relationship is if you experience some sort of abuse, whether that's physical abuse, emotional abuse, uh, verbal abuse, any type of abuse. That is wrong and you should get out of that immediately. If you can. I mean, obviously easier said than done. Yes, but. yes. Let me put that disclaimer. It is very much easier said than done. And especially as like a bystander, as someone who who isn't in the relationship, it's so easy to judge and say, oh, this is a terrible thing. But when you're actually in it, it is oftentimes really hard to get out of. I've never been, you know, in a situation where I've encountered some kind of physical or verbal abuse. But one thing that kind of also inspired this conversation between us i've been recently watching bling empire and i binged it it's basically this trashy reality tv show on super rich wealthy asians living in la and there is this one and i'm sure anyone who's seen this knows who i'm talking about there's this one guy called andrew who is fucking andrew absolutely terror i mean he does everything like everything by the book when it comes to being verbally abusive and emotionally abusive and it's just so frustrating to watch because you see the other person kelly like constantly going back to him even after all this time telling you masterminds they're masterminds masterminds there was this one scene where both andrew and kelly were having an argument and he started shouting at her and ends up saying do you not love me or do you and i think at that point it's so clear that He's trying to make her feel guilty for being upset with his behavior by throwing it in her face and asking her whether or not she even loves him. And that, to me, is so far from acceptable. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is such a huge red flag. Yeah, I think emotional abuse and verbal abuse are things that happen much more often than physical abuse. And I think it's dangerous because it is equally as damaging as physical abuse. It's really hard to recover from those kinds of things and it happens more often than physical abuse. And I think it's really hard because a lot of times, you know, you don't have a like a physical mark that this person is, is bad. You know, it's something that you can manipulate yourself even to think that it's okay. I think the worst is when the other person convinces you that their treatment of you is for your own good, yeah. is for your betterment. You know, what happens sometimes as well in these kinds of situations when you when someone is emotionally abusing you um they're also using threats to try to keep you in the relationship as well like they would threaten to do something to themselves arm themselves and in that situation it's really hard because at the same time you know you know you're in a situation where it's unhealthy it's toxic but you also don't want to be the cause 
if something if this person w- were to actually go through some sort of self-harm when people start to hand out threats as well it just once again like shows that power imbalance between the two people and it can also be a factor of like actually i think a lot of relationships they show some sort of some form of codependency mm. which is also in itself unhealthy because in the end you shouldn't have to rely on the other person you know to live your life and to function well and to be happy there was another instance in bling empire of and i'm course, sorry i'm using this course. example so often because <laughs> i i want to give an example where people can actually see mm-hmm. what i'm talking about yeah. you know so this is the example i'm choosing and <laughs> there is this instance where kelly and andrew go to talk to like a therapist you know a couples counselor or whatever she was and Kelly is talking about how she wants separation. Like she feels like they need to break this unhealthy cycle. And Andrew's immediate response is, I believe we have a wonderful relationship. (laughs) I mean, what in the world? Like he is actively just not listening. And I think if you're expressing your concerns to your partner and they just either don't listen or they twist your words to be something completely different, I think that's also an indicator that, you know, your partner isn't taking you seriously in the way that they should. I think what I've seen, at least with, you know, my friends, you can definitely tell that the relationship is becoming something different when you realize that they're distancing themselves from from you, um, where they maybe not value spending as much time. And I think, you know, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing to want to spend time with your partner over your friends because I do that too. But I think if you're like starting to alienate them and you're not really telling them about what's going on, I think that's already an indicator. Um, that doesn't mean that friends always know what's best. I, I completely get that because you should really never make one person, whether it's a relationship or or not, you should never make one person your whole world. You know, you can you should never only rely on one person for everything. Yeah. Like what happens if you break up? Who do you go to after you break up if you've already just ignored your friends? I think you should always keep some sort of balance between your friends and your relationship. They're both really important parts of your life and you shouldn't lose one of them just because you're prioritizing uh, another aspect of your life. I think one one other thing I've observed as well is it could also very well be that the people who are in those kind of relationships, maybe they're like kept from, you know, spending time with their friends or talking to their friends because their partner knows that they're not their biggest fan. And maybe that should also tell you something. For me, I feel like the most important thing, though, like beyond the whole whether or not your friends care um is actually how do you actually feel after spending time with your partner because I've had friends where I feel like I have heard them tell me bad stories about their partner more than they have good stories and at that point you know I ask them like is it all worth it you know is this relationship really worth all the pain that you're going through you know some of them have had their confidence shaken their self-worth shaken and then they're still you know in it afterwards and it breaks my heart because I know that they just have so much love for their partner and understanding for their partner and that's not a bad thing at all but if in the end you're the one suffering for it 
you know, that is a clear indication that you should break up. Yeah, I think that's really important. I've I've asked that question to myself a couple of times in my previous, um, I wouldn't say relationships, but you know what I mean. <laughs> entanglements. We'll call it them entanglements. Um, where, you know, I enjoy spending time with this person, but when I am not with this person, I'm not head over heels of this person over this person's i'm not like i maybe don't like myself when i'm not with this person i don't know like i have different feelings i think that's the better term i have different feelings when i'm with this person and i'm not with this person and it makes me wonder if i if i like this person or if i just like the idea of this person if i like the attention you know um so i think that's definitely a very very important indicator of whether or not you know you should proceed seeing someone one when, when you are in this sort of toxic relationship or entanglement <laughs> <laughs> what do you do karina what should i do it's hard for me to tell you what exactly to do or what our listeners should do because again very situational Very situational. But I think in the end, if you really are in a position where you want to leave a relationship where you've already been, you know, you feel either trapped or you don't feel like you have the courage, you know, talk to someone and let them help you build up that courage and, you know, do it for yourself. Because in the end, you know, you deserve the best and you deserve to be treated right. I think having a outsider's perspective can really shed some light in what is actually going on because when you're in the situation, a lot of times, you know, you are maybe being manipulated. Maybe you have convinced yourself that this is, you know, an all right situation. So having like a third person perspective may really, really help you and make may make you realize maybe it's something that you need to do, need to have uh, to realize that, you know, this is time to to actually break the relationship. I think if you've come to a point where you've realized that this isn't healthy, I would definitely break up. And I would put as much distance between me and them, whether that's physical distance or online, like blocking them on social media, just deleting old pictures. Or I mean, maybe putting pictures in like an album that's like hidden that you don't have to look at. You know, because I think a lot of times as well, the problem with these kind of relationships is that there's always going to be some kind of a power imbalance. And the minute that you get back or you see that person again, that power imbalance will be reintroduced and they may have the power, the ability to convince you that everything's fine and that they've changed, but everything's still the same. And if you don't cut them out, then you're never going to know what you're going to be like alone, what's best for yourself when you're alone, and how much better it is when you're alone. End scene. (laughs) So yeah, that's it for this episode. I really enjoyed this episode. I think it's always nice to have a little bit more of a lighthearted topic every now and then and just have a little bit more of like a chit chat, you know, more casual Um, between me and Karina so yeah we hope you also enjoyed it um, and we'll see you in the next episode bye thank you for listening thank you for listening